Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hi, James. Hi, Scott. Uh, I think we have a listener question this week. All right. Well, I'm I'm up to go through listener questions. Let's do it. We appreciate your questions. Please feel free to send them in. Um, okay, so for today... The question is, uh, comes from uh, Jamie. Thanks for writing in, Jamie. You don't sound very excited. I am excited. I need your excitement to pick up. Oh, sorry. I'm, this is a good question. My, my caffeine level is low. <laughs> I am excited for you, Jamie. Here, right, we, go. here we go. Finance. Uh, yeah. So uh, I uh, the question is, I'm looking to apply to graduate school for my MBA within the next three to four years. First, do you think this is a good investment? Good question. Yeah. Uh, and second, how should I save is it better to max out my 401k so my net worth isn't as high when I apply for financial aid? Or is it better to just invest slash save so I actually have money to pay for school? Thanks in advance and love the podcast. Well, thanks for, for loving the podcast. Yeah, um, thank you. And we're here to help. Awesome. So a few questions. Yeah. Business school, thoughts mm -hmm. on that. Uh, prepping for business school and the personal finance side, thoughts on that. Yep. Did you uh do you have any strong feelings towards MBA or graduate degrees in general? I'm a big fan of people bettering themselves personally and financially if that makes sense. I think the uh my my answer as to whether or not an MBA is a good investment is a huge it depends. Yep. Uh and it just depends on we don't know um what Jamie's doing now and what Jamie wants to be doing post grad school yeah uh and so i would if i were in jamie's shoes i would be looking at a few things i would look at what do i ultimately want to be doing when i'm out do i actually know people who do that so i can uh kind of do informational interviews with them to make sure that what i think they do and what they actually do are the same thing mm -hmm. and then um you know uh it is an investment to go to get an MBA typically. So where am I going to try to go? Am I going to try to go to the top programs where it's more, it can be about kind of so the networks that we get to get into different roles or is it about the, what we're learning? Um, and then what do I want the ultimate outcome to be? And, yeah. and just start to measure that out a little bit. Yes. I think uh, I like how you're looking at it because like I went and got my MBA but I stayed on right after college and I just did it because I thought this is a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. I was young and dumb and was like, oh, I'll just might as well do the MBA thing. <laughs> young and dumb. And okay. now I'm less young, maybe slightly less dumb. You got an MBA. Yeah. And so the question is, was, so he, here's my thought. I would look at this kind of to, to uh, add on to what you're saying in the same exact way you would look at it with any investment. Why do you invest your money into something? Why do you invest? You had a great episode or uh, conversation a few weeks back about what you can invest. You can invest your money, you can time, invest money, your time, money, you can invest your energy, yeah. your talent. Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity to invest really in all those things all at once potentially. 
Yeah, you're if, investing time, money, and energy to hopefully give you more talent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so look at it that way. What will the outcome be once you finish your MBA program? Mm -hmm. And Scott, what you said, I think is ex exactly right. What's actually going to happen if you were to graduate this program, if you were to build the network through your MBA program? Um, would it mean anything different in terms of work or who you know or what you're able to do? If so, awesome. Right. That's kind of hard to quantify that sometimes, but to the greatest extent possible, what would be the the improvements or the dividends that that would pay? And how does that compare to the cost of the MBA program? So yeah. is it a good investment? For some people, it's an amazing investment. For sure. other people, it's maybe the worst investment they ever made. They wasted two years, wasted a bunch of money, and didn't really get them any further in life. So without knowing what specifically you're looking to do the MBA for, it's hard to say, but treat it like you would any investment. Is, is the return on this investment going to be worth what I am putting into it in the form of my money, my time, uh, my resources? And if so, great. If not, maybe not the best thing. Yeah. And I think we're, it's kind of written like we're going to go to school full time. It's kind of the way I read it. Um, but that, and maybe I'm just misreading it, but that's a whole nother can of worms, right? Because if you're doing a MBA part-time while you're working, then you potentially could be helping cover some of the cost of that, or at least the cost of living. So you're not in as much debt necessarily when you get out. Right. Um, which is probably a factor for this because it's all about coming back to the life that you want to live. Your balance sheet matters just as uh, your time, money, and energy and talent matter. Yeah. And then the, the follow-up question to this is, how should I save for this? Let's assume that uh, we say yes, or he says yes, mm -hmm. and he goes to pursue his MBA. Mm -hmm. The second question is, how do you save for that? It sounds like he's working now and has a 401k. So do I save to that and max that out as much as possible? And, and the, the reason he gives is, so his net worth isn't as high when he applies for financial aid. Uh, 401k balance isn't included in the kind of expected family contribution for financial aid calculations, or should I save that money or invest that money? So I actually have money to pay for school. Yeah. So this is a, it's a good question, but I don't think there's really a clear cut answer as much as pros and cons to each option yeah. that we can well, go through. There's so many different factors in this, right? Like different MBA programs are going to have much variable costs, right? If you're full-time MBA at a top, you know, 20 business school, it's very expensive for a two-year program versus doing a part-time program is going to cost less because you're not just, um, so it's just a lot to unpack there, but let's talk about some of the things we would think about. How yeah. about that? Yeah. What would you think about? Well, I guess one, my first thought is when we say like the idea of, do I max out my 401k now to have less available for financial aid? Um, the Pro to that is I'm um, I'm assuming we're younger, so we're putting a ton of money away for long term growth now, mm -hmm. and we're just going to let it go grow and compound. That's a benefit. Yep, that can be a benefit. Yeah, I like that. You're essentially saying I'm not going to be saving to my 401k for the couple years that I'm in my MBA program. So does it make sense to almost front load some of these contributions so that my money is working harder for me because there's more money to work? Uh, that that is certainly a benefit. The, con the flip side of that, though, is if we do that and I don't have anything for and I would decide to go to a full program and I'm going to spend, you know, six figures on student loans. Um, I don't know what the interest rate on student loans is going to be. If it's going to be really low, that might be OK. If it's like, you know, six percent or so, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> like now, now, now I'm loading up on debt. And then I don't know what the, I don't know what the end result is yet. Like what's a, what was my income coming in and what's my income going to be coming out? Right. Right. And how am I going to pay that debt down? 
And then what what else is going on in, in Jamie's life? Do we want to be saving for a down payment on a home or getting married and having kids and all these things? Because now we're saddling ourselves with debt that makes it difficult. Um, and our 401k is growing for a really long time, which is nice. Yeah. But it might have been just as nice to do something in between, save maybe a little bit less to the 401k to build some assets to help pay for part of college. Yeah, exactly. And, part, and I think part of this question is what's going to be better for financial aid? And there's just there, there's not quite enough information to really make that determination of whether you have savings or 401k or other assets, your financial aid is going to be based upon those. Some are included in what you're expected to provide, some are not. So we don't have enough information to fully address that. I know my personal bias is I I tend to like to stay away from debt just to keep it more simple, even if it makes more sense to invest and get a 8 to 10% interest rate over time compared to paying a lower interest rate on debt. That's just my personal bias. And so for, for, for this listener, you kind of need to work through that himself. Um, but he's thinking about it the right way. My, my initial thought is try to save enough so that if you are going to go into debt, it's not a crippling amount that when you get out, you're really digging yourself out of a hole to, to pay it back. And I think I'm, I'm with like, I I'm, I'm not, uh, I think as debt averse as you are, but I think my standpoint would be like, I wouldn't want to come out of that MBA program with any more than what would be like one year of my exit salary mm. of debt. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that, well, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, because, because you need it to be something that's manageable that you could pay down over time. And this ties back into the first thing that we talked about of, is the MBA worth it? Well, right. maybe you're going to the MBA and you're going to double your salary and that doubled salary is going to make paying off a student loan significantly easier than it would at today's levels. So th- these are all things to think about when you're looking at your current financial situation with your current job. And then how would those be transformed through an MBA? Yeah. How do your job be transformed, your income transformed, your balance sheet, your student loans? Um, that's going to help you to determine what might be best. Yeah. And like, absolutely. So, I mean, some corporate jobs, like you can't move up to certain corporate levels unless you have those letters MBA, you know, on your resume. So it's just totally dependent upon what you want to build and how you want to build your life. Yeah. Agreed. I would still go talk to people who are where you think you want to be. Don't, I wouldn't just read about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like go talk to people who've actually done it, ask them how they got there, ask them what they wish they'd known and hadn't known. Was the MBA as useful as they thought it would be? Do they wish they'd gone to a more prestigious school or could they have gone to a lesser school? And ask all those questions to get the answer. Cause it's kind of like, I think the MBA can be very similar to the four-year school with parents where it's like, you want to start looking around at all the Ferrari price tags for the Ferrari schools and you may not need the Ferrari mm. or maybe you do because you need the prestige in the mm. MBA. Mm-hmm. So just figure out what you need and go get it. Yeah, that's a good point because people have, that are looking to get into our industry and in financial planning have reached out and said, how did the MBA help you? Is it good? Should I get my MBA? And it do didn't you really- the knowledge you gained in your MBA and your financial planning practice? Not a whole lot. Yeah. And when I do, it's only because it overlaps with what we would learn through our certified financial planner designation right. or other aspects. So it wasn't necessary for this industry. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I don't regret it. I think it was great. I had some uh, some great learning experiences there, met some great people there. But in terms of the information needed to now do what I do, it wasn't a necessity. Yeah. So look at that, because if you're going to go spend a good chunk of money on something, is that chunk of money necessary or is it just kind of a nice to have distraction from really f- requiring to focus on what's really important and do the really hard things to get ahead uh, to your next position. So yep. spend the time to think about that. Cool. 
All right. Well, pretty, pretty basic, straightforward. Do you have any other sage wisdom though for us, Scott? No, as you always but, do. But I do, th- you know, your thing about investing time, money, energy, and talent to Jamie's point, like that's the key is like, who, what do you ultimately want to build for yourself and then go find the people who've done it and go make sure. Cause to me, the MBA is just one strategy or tactic to get you where you want to go. Is it the strategy or tactic? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you could find a strategy or tactic that costs a lot less, um, that will get you there, you may be far better off by going and getting it or you may determine that like nope this is this is the key if i don't yeah. if i don't put if i don't have this i can't put the key through the door and step into what i want to do just be really clear about that yeah agreed well that is it for today unless you've got anything else but no, I think that's a good summary good question and please send them in and if you guys like what you're hearing please you know hit that um Leave us a review on Apple. It's really helpful to get other people so, to listen because um, we're we're doing this to to help you guys uh, hopefully make better choices with real personal finance. Yeah, so. I hope so. Yes, thank you. Subscribe, yes. review, all that. Submit questions. Stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your Smash family. Like buttons. Do all that fun stuff. What other type of self promotion can we do? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. We're not we're not very big on self promotion. Yeah, go tell every single one of your friends. <laughs> every single well, whatever. Like it if you like it. Leave a review. Thank you for your question, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.